Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now up to, to bat, Brett Boone. Welcome to the Boone Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Boone, and today on the program, I sit down with one of the all-time greats, simply known as A-Rod, calls games with Michael K. Uh, on ESPN is featured on the Fox, Fox pregame show opposite David Ortiz and Derek Jeter. He's recently added NBA owner to his resume. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Rodriguez. Alex, thanks for coming on the program. Booney, what's up, my brother? It's been a while, and I was very happy to run into you at the All-Star Game in Seattle. It was very cool. It, you know what it was like? I, I was walking out of the – let me set it up for those listening to the Boone podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm in the tunnel. It's the end of a five-day extravaganza, and here comes the Expendables. And it's Alex and Ortiz and Jeter walking walking down to do the Super Show. It was great, but it, it was good to see you for a second. Shake hands. We played against each other for a lot of years, but uh, haven't caught up for a lot of years today. Hopefully, we'll do that. Out of the shoot. Close your eyes. Uh, what baseball card do you see of, Al- of yourself? What uniform? I would say, I would just probably say New York, and, and simply because what we were talking about earlier, Boone, is uh, winning there and spending almost 15 years of my career, born in New York, my family's from New York. And look, it, it, I think any player would lie to you if they said at some point they didn't think or want to play in New York at some point in their careers. And it was a dream come true. Without a doubt. And, and we were talking earlier. I, I always wanted to do that. I love coming to Yankee Stadium. Nothing like it especially in the postseason. It's a special place. I remember the first time in the postseason, I went out there sprints before the game, and I've told this story before. I'm telling you, something came over me. I'd played in Yankee Stadiums a lot of times, but never. It was a World Series. It was 1999, and I, I had a moment. I had to run off the field and gather myself. It was really <laughs> a cool thing, but I loved. always loved hitting there. Uh, never, never got to make it there as a player. At, at the end of my career, which I always wanted to. Okay, f- I remember, I, I think of this, four chapters of Alex Rodriguez, the baseball player. First chapter of your life, kid growing up in Miami. What were you, what, what was your childhood like? Well, it was, uh, it was modest. Um, you know, mom, dad left when I was 10. I was born in New York, raised in Miami. Dad left when I was 10. Um, at that point, I was already madly in love with baseball. Uh, mom had two jobs, right? She was a secretary in the morning, served tables at night. And my two siblings, older brother, older sister, were both working. And, you know, it was modest, but I never felt that I missed anything. Every night I, I got a chance to watch the Atlanta Braves and the New York Mets on WOR. And, uh, and then I just, you know, went to school and was like a regular, regular kid. I remember the second phase, I think, is, is that kid in Seattle. And we missed each other. We missed each other twice. Yeah. I was a rookie. You know, I was a young player, Lou Tri- Lou. Traded me away to the Cincinnati Reds. You came up in, in 1995, and then we missed each other again. You went to Texas. I came back to Seattle. I remember your first day right after the draft, they brought you into the kingdom. You hit BP. I was a rookie. My hair was on fire. I wasn't worried about Alex Rodriguez. I was worried about not getting sent down. <laughs> yeah. But I remember you coming to the kingdom, and I'm watching this young kid, and I'm going, he's hitting balls out the other way. You don't see 18-year-old kids, especially in those days. Maybe today's game with the players. But in those days, I didn't see an 18-year-old right out of high school going oppo at the kingdom. And I remember 
me and Bone are sitting there. I'm like, who's this kid? He said, well, he's the number one pick. I said, man, he's got some pop for 18. I can't wait to see it. Obviously, we saw an unbelievable career, 22 years. What do you remember about those Seattle years? Because you had some, not a ton of winning, but you had an unbelievable lineup with you and Griff and uh, Bone, I mentioned. Poppy, who, who I yeah. think was a mentor of yours, was definitely a mentor of mine. What do you remember about those Seattle days? I mean, it was everything. To me, it was um, like the purest form of baseball for me. Uh, being up in the Pacific Northwest for almost seven years, uh, the fans up there are just unbelievable. And it goes all the way up to southern Canada, right? When you go to Vancouver and Calgary, like the entire Pacific Northwest plus some of Canada is all Mariner fans and passionate. And then that team was an incredible group. I mean, ha having Lou Pinella, I, I mean, tough, tough Great, great manager, uh, great teacher. And then you have Bone and Griffey and just a, a cast of Hall of Famers. And it was just a great place for me to develop my skills early on because Lou came from Billy Martin. He expected nothing but the best, always fundamentally tight. And then having that group of guys to be able to learn from, even Joey Cora, Felix Fermin, Luis Soho, uh, it was just a, a great time for me. You moved on to Texas. And I remember that because I was coming back to Seattle when you went to Texas and as a player, just as a peer, someone that, you know, you play against on a daily basis, big deal. You kind of broke the mold. You changed the dynamic of how we look at contracts. Even in 2023, you signed that first big deal when nobody else was even close. And I remember as a player, you know, you got a lot of slack for it in yeah. Seattle. And as players, we're sitting there going, are you kidding me? Lay that contract in front of any of us or, but, for that matter, lay it in front of any fan that's being a right. critic. And it was crazy. We're just sitting there going, this is great. This is groundbreaking. This is going to help us in the future as players get to another level. You were the first. You took a lot. And today you see these contracts, right? They're, they're a dime a dozen. And when guys move around and, and, and sign for a big number, there's not a big deal made about it. Oh, he's just going on. But back in your day, it was, oh, Alex is just going for the money. I'm going, do you know how much money that is right now? Of course he's doing it. And if you got to be honest, you do the same thing, fan. Yeah. <laughs> Take us through that time and, and you moving on to Texas before you obviously went on to, to New York. Yeah, no, I mean, look, Booney, I came into that free agency as a 24-year-old, and I was thinking that I was going to get probably a seven – eight-year deal, never thought I can get 10. And it, it was unique because I was so young at 24. And I thought the target was somewhere on 150 to 180. And, uh, you know, when Scott Boris called and he said, you know, here's the number, you're sitting down. Uh, I said, no, I'm standing. I'm going to remain standing. And uh, I was hiding out. Those are the days you can hide out in Vegas where literally there was no Twitter. There was nothing. I hit out there for like nine days. And I was just getting restless. I needed to get back home to Miami and I missed my family. And I was just hiding out. And he finally called me and said, all right, you can go home. And uh, he told me the news. I went home that night. I landed in Miami at two in the morning. I drove to the University of Miami. I got dressed in the plane. I jumped the fence and I worked out from three in the morning to about six in the morning because I felt like I needed to hit the ground running. And it was time like Okay, now the party starts. The responsibility starts now. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month. 
like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. It was pretty awesome. And, and those were your years in Texas. Uh, I was in Seattle. We had we had some battles. I, I love coming to Texas. Good place to hit. Yeah. Uh, moving on to New York. Go to New York. You make the change from short to third. I won't even get into that because I, at the time, I'm going, this is, the, this is the best defensive shortstop in the game, and he's going to play third. You went there. You end up winning a world championship, 2009, something we all play for. And the, the, with the guys I've had on this program, you know, some guys come in, they've got three or four rings. Some guys have one. Some guys played their whole career. I've Hall of Fame caliber careers never even got a chance to go to a world series it's so fickle you see it now on this side of the ledger in the media and and covering these guys on a daily basis how hard it is how fulfilling was that 09 world series oh man booty was everything you know because i went to new york i i moved positions i sacrificed a lot to come to new york i wanted to be a part of something special uh they hadn't won for a few years and i thought it was uh a good time to move over to third base and take on this new challenge. And of course, 04, we're up 3-0 against the Boston Red Sox, one game away, a few outs away from going to the World Series and probably advancing to to beat the Cardinals. And, uh, you know, they shock the world and they come back and we lose. And then it was a long five years, 209. So long story short is I definitely grew an incredible appreciation after 15 years of how hard it is to be part of a world championship team. And I cherish that. And to do it in New York, uh, I have pictures all over my office with, you know, carrying that trophy in the float. And it's just incredible. It was all worth it just because of that. It's it, pretty remarkable, unbelievable. Uh, you, you brought up that 04. Still to this day, one of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen in sports. Nobody comes back from that deficit the Red Sox that the Red Sox overcame that year. And still to this day, they, you know, top things that have surprised you in sports. It's always that Oh four Red Sox team. Cause you just don't do it, especially against a Yankee team, that bit, that big rivalry, especially back then. Uh, you know what? You're one of the few people that I can tell the story to, and you can relate with it because one of the greatest players, I always say the two best players I ever played with that were underrated. One was Johnny Damon and the other one was John Oldwood. And I'm talking oh, about – Big two, Rude. Right? <laughs> I mean, awesome. The guy, he is a killer. And if you tell people – and I tell people in the streets this, they're like, John who? I'm like, you have no idea how good this guy was. I mean, when it comes to winning games, this guy affected winning every single night. And if you track his career, everywhere he went, he won big, right? And uh, he got hurt like in game four – a freaky injury with a knob of the bat broke a, a small little bone in his foot. And it was right there. We, we had just lost and it was three to one. We were up three to one in the series. And I said, Oh shit, we're yeah. in trouble because we were so evenly matched and they had a pitching advantage and they had Pedro and Schilling and Lowe lined up. So even though we were up three to one and now one of our best players goes down, I said, Oh shit. And every time his, his back came up, he wasn't playing. Somebody else was hitting a number of other guys, and the rest is history. I, I love that you bring him up 
Alex to this day, and I just got to see Big Root at the All Star Game. We got in, you know, that oh one team got introduced. Pretty cool moment. Yeah. But getting to run into Big Rude with his backpack on, he one of the, he's one of the best human beings I've ever been around. People talk about favorite players. I have favorite, you know, I have a lot of buddies in the game, a lot of guys I was close with. But you talk about overall just men. Johnny Olerud's about the top of this. You know, that's a high bar. And and every time I see a big rude, what do you got in the backpack? It's like Booney. I don't know. It's still the same stuff I have: my pencil and my and my uh, eraser and my my protractor. But you, you know, Booney, as, as a he's, as, as a father of two, as a father of two, you dream that your daughters would marry a guy like John Oler. That's, that's unbelievable. How- Without a doubt, and and a great player. You're right. We used to, you know, because he was my first baseman, so we'd have a lot of talks during those those pitching changes. I'd be like, if Rude would come over to me, go, Booney, you think I'm ever going to drive in another run? I said, Johnny, I don't know. We got a month and a half left. I doubt it, but I'll tell you what. You're hitting behind me today. I'll try to move a runner if I can. Uh, he used to talk about, you know, he had such a great eye. I mean, him and Edgar, they wouldn't swing at a ball this far off the plate when me I'm swear I'm chasing all over the place. I said, Johnny, could you imagine if we took your eye and my aggressiveness and we combine, we'd have something there. And he's like, Oh, Booty, we'd be unbelievable, but you're right. One of the true, uh, just, uh, I, I can't say enough about Johnny. Olerud. Yeah. Uh, back to this, this all-star game. We were both there. I think Katie Griggs and the Mariners did a great job. Um, yeah. You like coming back to Seattle and, and have you seen it grown? Have you seen it grown since, say, 01, the last time we were both there as All-Stars in, in 2001? I thought Seattle did a, a great job uh, putting it on. But your thoughts coming back? You covered it a little bit? I, I love coming back. And it, it's kind of a weird kind of emotional thing, not to get nerdy here. But, you know, I played for seven years there. And, and there wasn't even a thought <laughs> of me getting booed in that stadium. Not a thought because I was just a kid that came up as a 17-year-old. Right. Now, every time I go back, except this one, they actually treated me really well this time. They 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 would shower me with booze, obviously, because I left and all of that. But the funny thing is, I love Seattle. That fan base treated me like like a son. And when you think about growth, I mean, a lot of people don't know that haven't been to Seattle. But for me, the greatest place to be in the world for those two or three months in the summertime is just spectacular. And then you think about the greatest companies in the world, like top three or four. Five out of ten are Microsoft, Amazon. You have Boeing. You have you know Starbucks. It, it's a booming city and it's completely paradigm shift of where we had it in the early days for me in the mid '90s to late '90s um, to where it is today. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, I mentioned as players, we move about. You know. And, during our career, after we do a lot of function off season, it's very rare that I get that 01 team. We get together. And you mentioned Johnny Olerud, but Nelly came back and big Freddie Garcia and Kazuhiro Sasaki flew over from Japan. Uh, Cameron was in town for, for that time. Uh, it was great seeing Lou. I got to sit down with Lou, Alex, and, and you have special moments once in a while. And it's myself and Lou and Edgar and, and Johnny. And we're sitting in the room right before we got announced, you know, pregame. 
and I did like I always did. I was sitting on the couch with him, and I'd get him going. I'd ask him, you know, I'd get him, I'd get him riled up with a question, and now it's Lou time, and he's holding court. And it felt like we were in a time capsule for about 20 minutes. You know, yeah. Bone was hanging out right outside the room. Bone sitting there throwing in his two cents. It was a really cool time and a special time. And as we get older as players, you know, you look back and you appreciate stuff that maybe when you were playing, you didn't appreciate as much. And that time for 20 minutes sitting in that room. And I know I talked to Edgar right after and he was almost emotional about it. Like, Booney, that brought me back. It was really cool. The Lou stories, he's been on the program. <laughs> the Lou stories are unbelievable. Uh, everybody's got one. I've got 50. I don't have enough time. You got one Lou memory or story you got. Oh, man. First of all, Lou's one of the most important people in my life when you think about my professional career. To go from Rich Hoffman, who I played for three years in high school, and then the next seven years to be under Lou's tutelage. I mean, those 10 years of uh, important years of my development as a young man, and my one regret, Boonies, I know I went to Texas uh, as a 24-year-old. I, I wish I would have remained two or three more years in the loop. Because, uh, and I often think about what we could have accomplished if I would have played with you in 01 and Ichiro. And, I mean, that would have been unbelievable. And I've always wanted to play with you. And I was like, man, we, we keep missing each other. Um, but, no, with Lou, I, I remember in 95, I was just 19 years old. I got demoted. Uh, actually, I was 18. I got demoted five times in one year. And back then we were in Tacoma. So it was just a drive down that five highway. And uh, I know that route way too well. So the fifth time uh, you remember the corner office in the kingdom. I do. Uh, I think John Mack or Lee Elia said, hey, uh, you know, uh, Lou wants to see. You. And I go, shit, I know what this Here is. Here we going. go again. Yeah. And I probably like went 0 for 3, booted a bar, some missed a bunt, who knows. And uh, rightfully so. And then just frustrated, I'm like, this is the fifth time I'm going to get demoted. And he said, son, you've got to make more contact. <laughs> you, you, you need to make the fundamental play. And I love you, son. I love you. Now, he's got his shirt is half open. He's got yeah. a beer in one hand. He's smoking in the other. And he gives me a big old hug and kisses me like a dad. And uh, – you know, it was that type of like tough love, though, that developed the next 22 years of my career. And he taught me the right way to play baseball. He taught me the importance of fundamentals. And he's just an, he's a, he's a baseball savant. He's one of the greatest managers of all time. Yeah. And I tell people all the time about Lou. He's not for everybody because Lou's tough and he's got to respect you not only as a player, but he's got to respect you as a man. If you have both of those from Lou, he'll take a bullet for you. If he doesn't. It could be a long year, and and you saw that with young pitchers. Well, it won't be a long year because you won't be around that. <laughs> exactly, and and just getting him going at this All Star game was great because you could hear it coming out. I said, Lou, remember when me and you almost went to blows because I had a lot of Lou oh, yeah. sent me down three times too, so I know what you're talking about. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 